And this is to prove to you how lame my, me and my friends are. We had a thing we used to do when we were in our early 20s is we'd get in, we'd all get into someone's car and we'd do this thing called laning <laughs> where we would just find really narrow lanes around like the eastern <laughs> suburbs and we'd drive down the narrow lanes. Sick. And oh. we'd be like, what? <laughs> 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 Welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, hometown heroes, local landmarks, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest, very funny comedian, one half of Everly Comedy. It's Ben <laughs> Koshin. Wow. How did you, Benny? How did you get me on the show? <laughs> it's it's all about zero. who you know. <laughs> What's one half of a cancelled show? Uh, <laughs> I only agreed to come because you have a cheese board. Here. Yeah, this is, we did roll out the cheese board uh, for, for Ben. And yeah. you're, Ben, you're from the eastern suburbs. No, not true. I'm <laughs> sort of a hard yakka. <laughs> uh, ridgy ditch blog. <laughs> Out in the suburbs. So what's, what was it like growing up there? I mean, it's typical typical eastern suburbs, right? Yeah, bad people. No one's friendly. Um, <laughs> just jar, like a lot of um, four-wheel drives of like um, cars that you didn't even know made four-wheel drives. Yeah. I've noticed that recently. It's like, a Lamborghini make four-wheel drives? I'm not even kidding. There's like Bentley four-wheel drives, Aston Martin four-wheel wow, drives. Jesus. And I went past a Ferrari dealership the other day and saw like a huge four-wheel drive. It's like, crazy. Who is, who is right. this for? Eastern suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> We're like drag racing yeah. in the streets. <laughs> it's got to be a Range Rover thing. Didn't Range Rover start yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Humvee like, or whatever? No. Well, you know, I, I feel like, like in Entourage or like rap videos, everyone's driving around yeah, in, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a Range Rover and looking sick as hell. Yeah. Everyone in the eastern suburbs is in Entourage. Their own <laughs> personal Entourage. <laughs> I like the idea that every mum in the eastern suburbs was like, do you reckon you're more of an E or of any chase? <laughs> <laughs> and then they all drive off in the gigantic Range Rovers. Did you, uh, what school did you go to, Benny? Mariah. Mariah Carey College. A school. There's a famous little boy from Mariah College. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's like an Australian, he's the, ne- he's the Zuckerberg of Australia. Oh, or whatever ben you want to call No, yeah, no, not Ben Lee. <laughs> ben Lee's from Mariah. <laughs> That's a big reach. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I think... Ben Pasternak. Do you oh, guys know I wasn't him? thinking... Oh, you were half right. The guy the who... Um, well, everyone's called Ben. <laughs> the guy who owns Afterpay, I've played touch with him. Like, he... That's pretty big brag. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. from the eastern suburbs. Oh, he was he's from Mariah. Like one day in the inner west and was like, I've got an idea about money. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be able to afford the things I want so they can pay in installments. <laughs> this, uh, ben Pasternak, he, le- he, was, uh, he was at school and he was 16 years old and he, dis- and he invented this app and it went global. And he left school and he's just started creating all these apps and now he's like a world famous like, tech guy. He's still only 21 and he's in the no US. Way. And uh, th- but all these apps, it, it just sounds like fifteen-year-old kid apps. <laughs> like he invented two apps: one called Flog and one called Monkey. It sounds like he's just jerking <laughs> off. Uh, and then he invented an app called like a, a company called Nugs, and it's just he he invented like chicken nuggets, Nugs two point and it's called what? the Tesla of chicken. And it's uh, like like Is this like an app fake or a- fake chicken, oh. like a. Some sort of company, like he's like a founder. You know what I mean? So he's but do they God. sell the chicken? Yeah, they sell the chicken through the app or something like that. I mean, this is bizarre. I know. It's just like a te- like a genius kid, but it's like maybe give him the ideas and then he makes them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like, I just want to make chicken nuggets from the future. So uh, so he's uh, from Mariah College. Oh. Wow. And Redham House as well. And so he was a little genius there. Another uh, not not so genius uh, from Mariah College. I don't know about if you heard about this a couple of years ago. Um, Mr. Not the former financial administrator of, no. of Mariah. Well, he basically got, he got uh, done for stealing $7 million from the school. Really? Yeah, he, uh, he basically he was doing the accounts and he just like siphoned it off to all these different no. accounts and then spend it all on the pokies. Mm. Oh my god! Which is that's not very Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't play pokies. <laughs> it was a Star of David machine, though. Holy <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but he got he, he got done, and they the school was obviously suing him for for the money back, yeah. and they sued him and also his wife because he was paying off their mortgage, and she benefited from it in a lot like a lot of ways, mm. and she was 
she's pleading innocence. She, she's like, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, it's very funny because she, um, she basically said, I just thought he was really lucky on the pokies. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't on. even lying to her. Yeah. I was like, I've just stolen a bunch of money. Yeah, I'm just going to play the pokies and win a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. She's like, man, you were on a hot streak for the last 20 years. That's horrible. Um, so $7 million total. Um, and her, her barrister, um, basically, she was arguing that, this is a direct quote, that there was an inequality in terms of intellect and street smarts between her and her husband. Uh, She said, Mrs. Nosti, who dropped out of high school in year nine, took up hairdressing at TAFE and often looks after her grandchildren, was content to let her husband control the uh, family finances and, yes, thought he was was lucky. So her barrister sat her down. It's like, here's our defence. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) You're 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 a moron. You're the dumber than the guy who spent eight million on the pokies. (laughs) (laughs) This is world class. She goes up to court and she's got those shoelaces that are just a little curly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you've never heard of this. That should be a defense. Instead of pleading insanity, you're pleading being a big (laughs) dumb I'm actually pleading I'm a moron. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you couldn't kill someone. (laughs) But yeah, if that's like, is the school very secretive? How have you not heard? you know, it's funny you say that. I was looking through my junk mail today um, for penis enlargement tips. <laughs> <laughs> There's and some good ones in there. <laughs> and all my, I get emails from my school, but they all go to my junk mail. And I, I don't know why I opened it up today. And it was just like stuff being like talking about all the fraud that's happened. And it was like from the college president. You're like, we're going to make changes. We're, do, we're dealing with all this stuff. <laughs> we, uh, no we more pokies on campus. <laughs> yeah. But I'm um, speaking of cars and my school again. Because everyone in my school was so rich. Not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so relatable. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't imagine being a teacher at my school because the second everyone in my year got their, like, red peas, they all got cars straight away. Mm. And it was, like, the same version of, like, how, like, the, <laughs> the mums get, like, crazy four-wheel drives. The kids would all get crazy hatchbacks. Yeah. Because you know, they're a bit modest. Suzuki Swifts <laughs> and all that stuff. No, they'd be driving oh. to school in like a Mercedes hatchback oh, oh, with the red okay. peas on or like yeah. a BMW hatchback. I just can't imagine being a teacher, just seeing these kids drive to school in BMWs yeah. in like a shitty Toyota Camry. <laughs> oh, like, I'm going to fucking hit one of these kids yeah. today. Yeah, jeez. Oh, that's, that is pretty rich. And what was your car driving to school? Mazzy mm. 2? Um, I, only, I was only allowed it after um, school. That's why I'm, you know, so down to earth now. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you guys remember your first cars? Yeah, my grandma bought like when we turned eighteen. All my um, brother and sister, like the thing was like grandma and bought me like from the auction that they always buys a car. And we had like I had like Holden Camira, and it was like a like a Commodore, but small. Like, it was like as old as the hills, like nineteen eighty something. But it was a station wagon, and so you could like drive to a, a party drink and then go sleep in the boot you oh, know that's sick, yeah. it was ruled it actually was the best car <laughs> i just treated like dog shit but it was fucking sick yeah yeah my mate davis used to have this like ford wagon that like that essentially looked like rust the whole way and he called it of course he called he called it the shagging wagon mm-hmm. but it was like it had no heating like all the knobs were broken but again no, it was so for shagging, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one knob that's not broken <laughs> <laughs> that's how used to get well, like, well but, fingers crossed it's not broken <laughs> but that was like also for 18s it was the perfect it it's a car that slept at least three people so wow, you'd wow. always Orgy. Uh, yeah, you'd always just be <laughs> dying of cold in the back there. Jeez. Me and um, I had two first cars, one that I never got to drive, sadly. Um, Why? Well, was, uh, my dad bought me a Honda Prelude, like an old like 1990 model, I think. It, kind of, it looked pretty cool, like cool, boxy, like old shape. And I liked the band AFI at the time. I heard a song called Prelude to Tragedy. And I was like, I'm going to call the car that. Oh, <laughs> and everyone's no. like, man, that sounds like you're going to crash and die in this car. <laughs> Every uh, week we learn something weirder about you. <laughs> I hope your dad just took it away from you when yeah. you told him that. No, That's no, like, no, he's no. like, this is a prelude to not getting a car. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, call your car the shagging way. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. <laughs> uh, I think you wrote it off. But that it, it disappeared somehow. Hold on, so how was it your car? He bought it for me and then it just was gone. And then it disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was very strange. Did you never ask what happened? I'm pretty sure he crashed it. I'd have to, I'd have to ask him now. Uh, this was a pretty wild time in his never life. Never been curious before, actually. <laughs> <laughs> never thought much about it. Uh, but then I bought, I saved up money and bought my nan's car off her. 
Hey. And uh, really, the shagging one. Really, <laughs> really swindled it. Mm. I took it for a fucking ride. I got it for twelve hundred bucks, and uh, then my friend wrote that off. So. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. How, were you in the car? When I was were... in the car. Yeah. What happened? Uh, we were in Sydney actually. We came up down here for some reason, and it was raining, and it was on King Street, and he fucking he was cruising in neutral. You know, how some people just pop it in neutral and sit there like an idiot, and it was raining, which is just stupid. And he hit the brakes, locked up. And just like smashed in someone Holy in the middle of King Street. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's no good. And that wrote it off. That wrote it off. Yeah, yeah. It oh lived. We, we got it towed to this guy's house who we were staying with in Glebe. And he he was living in like the public housing in Glebe. And that's where I was. Um, <laughs> <up as well. laughs> exactly, yeah. That's the uh, other place. I this, the tires were gone in one, uh, one night and the family of cats started living. Like every time I came back to Sydney, I'd go visit it. Stayed there for ages. And it was flooded, like there was just water through it, like a weird family of cats fucking living in there. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's <was> pretty embarrassing. <laughs> wow. Prelude to tragedy. Uh, <laughs> Good song. Oh. Um, but also, I slept four friends in a two-door car when we drove to Falls Festival. That was Damn. like, yeah, four adult men sleeping in, well, I'm probably half, half I curled <laughs> up in the, in the, in the console. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, fuck, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, that sucks. You're in the six uh, disc player. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bunk beds. <laughs> next to the top, right next to the AFI CD. You keep switching Drew's in there. Stop that! Stop shifting me around! Press <laughs> play and I just start singing. Hell, my darling. Oh, shit. There's oh, a yeah. uh, Walhara famous butcher in Walhara. Oh, yeah. Victor Churchill. Yes, yes, yes. Australia's oldest continually run butcher shop, uh, founded in 1876. Anthony Bourdain, on his show, called it the most beautiful butcher shop in the world. Wow. Really? In a suicide. On, and, <laughs> and on Google, uh, Christopher Kay calls it an absolute ripoff. Uh, so, <laughs> it's um, right near where I live now. And oh, it's really? like a club. Like There's like a bouncer and like a velvet robe. And it's so like, it's like the opposite of Jack Duke's joint. Yeah. It's crazy. The meat's like behind the glass, like a, you know, a strip club. Not that I've ever been. Well, I haven't been because I don't think that happens. It's true. <laughs> the women are behind the glass. Yeah, yeah. The women, or as I refer to them, the meat are <laughs> twirling around. They're, they're hanging by those hooks. <laughs> but yeah, I've only been in once, but it's like to crazy. a strip club or to the both actually. Yeah. Wait, so people are lining up to and there's yeah, to get cr- meat. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, the, the, everyone go. complaining about the price on the on this uh, on Google, but they're complaining about the price because they do like um like educational courses there and stuff like really? that. Right. Oh, cool. So it's like $325 to teach you how to identify cuts and how to debone. That's ridiculous. And it's like, I mean, I get, why did you do it then, dude? That sounds so stupid. <laughs> like 325 bucks to be like, that's scotch, that's rump, and this is yeah, how you that's cut it. very like, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah, like, yeah, someone's yeah. like, I came out of that and I didn't learn anything. Yeah, that's not like showing up to a DJ school and they're all out of fucking turntables mm. like a certain guy we know. Oh, yeah. Well, let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's like, it says go to any other premium butcher and you'll pay about half. And it's like, who needs to go to it? But anyway, so they do co- like classes and courses and... And I think it's very, very bougie. And, well, and that's yeah. Bourdain must have spent a lot of time in Woolara because I remember watching that episode. Uh, big Bourdain fan, and they went he, to the Lord Dudley. They went to the Lord Dudley. That's, that's right, where I, first near where I, I live thought. as well. Right, I love that pub. Just like it's aesthetically, it's very nice. It looks cool. Is it yeah. the most beautiful pub in the world? I'd not? say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's people spinning around behind glass. <laughs> 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 right behind glass. <laughs> Three hundred twenty-five bucks to point of beers. I don't know about that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So so it must. Have, it's a bit a bit of culture, a bit of history there, and it's a bit bougie like that. Yeah. I hear. Um. The, uh, just in my research, apparently, what like. Who's the most famous Hemsworth? Is it Chris? Chris. He's living there right now, filming a movie. Really? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. doing the new Thor. Yeah, so like, and it is very like, can you get him on the pod? Well, then? do you know Chargrill Charlie's? <laughs> yes, I Look, love Chargrill Charlie's. Everyone's a chain now, but the first one was in right. Lara. Well, everyone mm. said that they've so seen they've got, Hemsworth there. They've got all these photos of celebs on the wall, right. famous celebs, and Chris, yeah. I think Chris is there. Well, apparently he was there like not too long ago. I'm surprised they haven't asked me for a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in with your own framed photo. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised they keep taking down the photo I put up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll open my comedian of the year 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, speaking of another celeb, here's a, a fun thing. Um, you know, like you guys know Kyle and Jackie O, obviously. Oh, yeah. So big time. Jackie big O. Fans. I didn't know her name. Well, her name's Jackie Henderson, which I had no idea. Jackie O. Henderson. 
Um, <laughs> the <Jack> Irish. Anderson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is from a Daily Mail article, and literally, it's like Jackie O. Henderson. So it's mm. like, is it Jackie O. Henderson? I think her, um, previous name marriage o. name was O. Something. Oh, okay, right. I don't know. Maybe. Well, anyway, this is the way that this article starts, which made me laugh. Um, paranormal investigators have confirmed Jackie O. Henderson's worst fears that her $11 million home is haunted. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that's a confirmation. That's the, that's the, 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 the O is, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, they gave her an uh, official plaque. He's being, or she's been haunted by Dice Clay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, they Goes with a broken neck. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, so paranormal, like, so I crazy people have exactly yeah. two crazy people. Uh, I think they're both from Newcastle. Up your did you up see your way the out. picture okay. of the two paranormal investigators? Yeah, they look kind of like what you'd expect. They look like um, they're just like middle-aged mum types. But they were both wearing Ghostbusters shirts. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they're playing, the reboot. They're playing Dumbo at court. Okay. <laughs> um, but basically, they called uh, they called the radio host a bit of a ghost magnet. And um, basically, yeah, they said after <laughs> they said oh, yeah, like total ghost man. <laughs> oh god, look at that ghost man! Um, the ghosts just love the show, you know. Ghosts can be fans too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to hear Kyle's hot takes. <laughs> ghost calling in. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! They said, yeah. They said after twenty to thirty minutes inside the house, they discovered it was very giving in terms of unusual activity. Basically, they said there was a little girl in there called Veronica who liked to um, play on the stairs with Jackie O's daughter. and um, That's scary. It is pretty scary. And so <laughs> Jackie O's daughter's name's Kitty. And um, apparently when they were telling, this is all on air, and they were telling Kyle, uh, Kyle and Jackie O about it. And I, Kyle, you know, famous, famous wit, Kyle Sanderlands, piped in. He said, a little sister for Kitty after all this time. That was his big laugh line. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, I love when on like radio stings where like they'll say something like that and then they'll just do like the biggest laugh ever. Yeah. And, yeah. and just like, Carl and Jackie. Yeah. 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 Like, Is that supposed to be funny? Yeah, they'll play it as a highlight for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, after he said that, it says, a little sister for Kitty after this time, co- uh, co-host Kyle joked, though he wasn't the last one laughing after Anne and Renata revealed that he too had a ghostly companion in his home. So these two are just mm. dishing ghosts out. <laughs> Fucking wants it. Like, oh, I, w- imagine one of them's like, so no, no ghosts here, and the other one's like, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah. Just say the there are ghosts. Eleven million dollars. <laughs> Plenty of ghosts. Oh man, no, no haunted stuff in Wara Ben. No. Any ghosts growing up? Ghosts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you this: if you want half a story, please. My where I lived, my street, the one perpendicular to it whatever if you went go down there to my street and left is the steepest street in australia mm. uh-huh. wow okay what do you think about that <laughs> <laughs> pretty spooky <laughs> it's i re- think i like it <laughs> it was it's it was really really steep yeah. i'm not messing around like no riding down on a bike sort of too steep for a bike oh billy cart skateboard Sk- i would never dare because raise a scooter well, no, this this is a town where they get BMWs when they're twelve. They're not racing Billy cars. <laughs> <laughs> they're racing actual cars. <laughs> my Aston Martin Billy car. <laughs> oh my god! Oh fuck! Uh, I got a I got a little bit more history here. We got a bit of history. Uh, I, I don't know. This was interesting to me. I don't know if you guys knew half of this stuff, but uh, there's somebody. Oh, I can't remember her actual name. Sorry. There's a person that uh, was born uh, in uh, Queensland. She had a very famous. Well, she had a. Uh, she had an auntie who grew up in Wallara. Uh, so hold on, I'm just trying to find a name before I. We love a bit. tenuous link on this podcast. It's very tenuous. <laughs> no, it's actually interesting. So, do you guys know Helen Lyndon Goff? You probably mm. don't. Oh uh, no. no, Helen Lyndon Goff. She grew up in Queensland. Uh, well, lived there, and then she uh, had an auntie who lived in Wallara. And auntie was a bit eccentric, bit silly, bit weird. So, uh, Love silly. Hell, uh, very like silly. You know, look at this street, <laughs> how weird this street mm-hmm. is. Uh, but so then Helen moved to the UK and uh, when she was in her 20s and she started writing a bunch of uh, books and she changed her name to P.L. Travers, Pamela Travers. So she started writing about her crazy old aunt who lived in Wallara and she started writing about her and she wrote the Mary Poppins story. Oh, wow. About wow. this woman, uh, Helen Moorhead, who lived in Wallara. So Mary Poppins is from Wallara. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I know. 
So, yeah. So, this lady, Helen Moorhead... She was the auntie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, uh, a bit of a blue one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Why talking. wasn't that in the Mary Poppins? <laughs> about how she likes yeah. small oh, heads. Yeah. She'd have no trouble getting up that steep street. And just <laughs> slide up at Mary Poppins style. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so she had a carpet bag and an umbrella and she ran. And they're like, she had the same black hair. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, yeah, that's, like, a really, that's an old yeah. She was a woman <laughs> of some sort. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two, two hands. Arms, two legs. Uh, but she also... Also, would be she was a no-nonsense woman who taught the children etiquette, sung songs, and would say "spit spot" into bed and all this stuff. So yeah, so Mary Poppins is is from Wallara. There you go. There you wow. Maybe she babysat you at some point, Ben. This is yeah. from my thirties, but uh, that could <laughs> I feel like Ben's an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually ninety years old. <laughs> <laughs> you look fantastic. Old soul, you. great facial regime. Uh, <laughs> a lot of filter fish <laughs> <laughs> keeps you young. Um, yeah. Um, well, that's my history, Jamie. What do you got? Come on. Uh, have you ever been to the Willara Hotel? Yeah, I've got a couple. So. I've got a couple of reviews in case. Oh, please, I, you start with. Well, just then. let me see if this checks out. So the first one's pretty no nonsense. Uh, this is Simon, two stars. He says pseudo pub for real estate agents, cougars, and assorted true. eastern suburbs. Yeah, hoi polloi. Hoi polloi. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's from Anna. It's a little more harsh. She goes singularly the worst pub experience encountered, mainly due to the arrogant manager working there. Unless you are rich and entitled, do not bother going in, as you'll be turfed out on your working class ass. Whoa. Nah. <laughs> Very poor man. I was working there that night. I think that, was, <laughs> that was me kicking people out. Yeah. Just Ben being like, we've got a poor. <laughs> Six o'clock, <laughs> smell them. Very poor management considering the amount of copious class A's being consumed around us with girls vomiting on the bathroom floor. Reverse snobbery at its finest. I would have to be dragged back to this place kicking and screaming. Which is weird, reverse snobbery. That's just regular snobbery isn't right. it like you know what, so what did you say because it's well, I don't understand yeah, what yeah, reverse yeah. snobbery is I think so she's being snobbery about class A's or well, I don't understand well, I don't even know what class A's, A's are. Oh, referring drugs, to narcotics right. yes. oh, yeah. but okay. is she being a bit like, of the schneef so maybe ah. she's saying you're allowed to do them there if you're rich I think she's saying all these mm. fucking rich cunts are doing cocaine and like uppers and stuff in like a, what is ostensibly a classy bar but they throw me out for wanting like a Jack and Coke or something okay well that makes sense poor Anna I got a story. There's a lot of like guys um, in their 50s who still think they've got it, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, right. Just like leather jacket, you know, <laughs> slick back hair. It's like, it's over, baby. Hitting the jukebox. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. And they're like, that's my CD player. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. That would suck to be in your 50s. Like, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, wouldn't that be sad? You know? Just like, oh, the I'm moment where you realise that you've lost it. Yeah. Fuck. Did I ever have it? My mojo. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried it could go missing. <laughs> so, yeah, I get a story about Woolara Hotel and it's about uh, the Waratahs. Were you into rugby union and all, Ben? No. Well, this is this is interesting, though, because you're a rugby league guy. Oh, yeah, I love the league. And that, uh-huh. it, Salt of the a, earth. Isn't it a union area? Or is that because... Uh, um, like, how did you get into league? Well, my dad just always liked the dragons, right, okay, so he right. forced it upon my brother and I. Yeah, okay. And then okay. eventually, but like at the school, was it a rugby league? It wasn't a rugby league school? Like, no, we had no sports. Yeah, which always upsets me. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, talking to Ben extra, about this extracurricular accounting yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you just did sports management. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, we did have like. Um, I think like once a year or something, we'd make like a rugby union team, and then we'd play. <laughs> people from anywhere that wasn't the eastern suburbs and lose 5,000. <laughs> Just like a bunch of Jews who did not want to tackle anyone. <laughs> oh, no, not very athletic. That sucks. So did you, yeah, was it like a gala carnival thing? Or yeah, you just it must one? have been. It was always just like once a year. We, we had this... Because we, we liked league and stuff, but, you know, there was always like better teams and better schools. And for at our school, it was like a gala. And... You know, guys know what a sports gala is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... Jamie, do you know what a sports gala is? <laughs> I know it was directed at me. Thank you. I do know what it is. It's called some other garbage in Holland or something. I know something. what it is because I always told my mom I was sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> but they so were swimming carnivals, baby. Yeah. But they, we anyway, there was like, you know, all the teams would come and then it would you'd play a, ma- a minimum of two games. The first game, and if you won, you went into like the good comp. And if you lost, you went into like the shit comp. Uh, and then you play the first game of the shit comp, and if you lost, you were done, right? Yeah. But if you could keep going on. And uh, the first game we played and we got beat, and then but then like one of the 
fucking coaches or something noticed that the other team had like a 14th player for 30 seconds or something like that or one of the kids wasn't registered in the yeah, pad yeah. they beat us fair they did by like 25 points you know and made an objection and it went all the way to the tribunal and we're at the gala we're just eating a lollipop I don't know how there's a tribunal but we're like sitting around and they're like it came back in we're through we won and it got overturned oh my, oh my god and so we were all like yes it's like we the plot won. to bring it on and then yeah. we just went but then we went into the good I was going to say you'd go get flogged and then yeah. we just got like 70 nil in the good oh club so man. we lost both games just coach like, I think someone stepped on the field for a second <laughs> let's go get the tribunal let's back that's almost certainly like the parent chasing his former glory just watching his son get his ass kicked for 90 minutes and being like mm. oh extra person but we- he'll go again and he'll get even more we, we didn't realize at the time that if we won, we went to the tougher, the uh, you know, that we would play a tougher team. Yeah. And then if we lost, we went to the shit competition. Mm, we just like, yeah, we just like, whatever. We didn't freaking know. We were like 12 years old. Those, so, it's yeah. so funny. Like the technicality thing. There was a, the Queanbeyan Whites was our rugby union team, which I like, I played like three rugby union games my entire life. But my, like a lot of my mates played for them and I lived right near the Oval. So I'd go watch them on a Saturday and a cut, the only three times I played was because I was there. They were like, fuck, we're missing a player. Just play, say you're this guy and then just go get your boots and you can play. Yep. And I was like, yeah, sweet. So um, I, on this one day, I put my name down as like Jason Gardner or someone who just this kid who wasn't there who I didn't really know. And their like assistant coach came up to me and was like, hey, mate, what's your name? And then I'm just like standing out like, go see what turned it. Like everyone on the team. I was like, <laughs> Jason Gardner. He's like, no, I know you're not Jason Gardner, you fuck it. Like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're cheating, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. All Back right. to rugby. So, Nick Phipps is the, was was the captain of the Waratahs. Phipps, okay. and Whipper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, Fitz, uh, Whipper's always around the east. He lives in around there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him training once in the park, and Conchetta was like, I really want to get a photo with him. Training for what? Radio? What is it? <laughs> 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 he was doing mic stands. He's practice interviewing people. <laughs> no, he was just like trying to get fit or something. Mm. Did you get a photo? No, we, sh- we wanted to. Were you we jealous? Didn't. Were you like, my girlfriend's interested in this fucking guy training outside. I can train yeah, outside. I, I bashed, <laughs> bashed the I shit out of him. Beat up Whipper. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, there's a guy called Nick Phipps. He was the captain of the Waratahs, and he went to the... Uh, Wallara Hotel one time and this is uh, in 2018 and so this is the day after the Waratahs have just lost 29 nils so mm. rugby union fans were already pretty mad rugby union in New South Wales themselves is in extreme damage control because a little guy called Israel Folau has just said Uh-oh. a bunch of very derogatory things about <laughs> yeah. people um, but they decide like uh, you know after this 29 nil loss and after the Israel stuff it's bye week Nick Phipps, old mate Phipsy, he's getting married. Let's just let him have his box party. Let's just let him do it. Right. And so uh, <laughs> it started with a round of golf. Probably a pretty common eastern suburbs thing, I mm-hmm. assume, Ben. I did that with my brother's box. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Your brother Phipsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't think you did the next part. Uh, so then they went on a boat cruise. Uh, so like around the harbour where they just got free booze. And then they went to the Wallara Hotel. And when they arrived, a witness described them as pretty blind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so old mate Fip- Phipsy is dressed like a cow because he's the buck. I don't know what that's got to do with anything, but he's dressed like a cow. He walks up to the front bar, pulls his dick out and urinates all over the front bar. And then is a bold start. Yeah, yeah. Promptly removed by security. His teammates put him in a cab and then his teammates keep partying for the rest of the night. Hold on. So the buck is sent home and they keep partying? Yeah, yeah. They went the whole night. I'm always impressed by that lack of pee shyness. (laughs) (laughs) can everyone turn around (laughs) 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 but i I, like thought about that too because like i've been in dicey situations where like after a heavy night of drinking like you need to pee in the street and you're like oh fuck this could like you gotta find a place to go but the fucking this is a pub where there are toilets to the left and right of the bar. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm not having this. Hold on, didn't you tell me? Didn't you piss yourself on the way home from the pub the other day? Yeah, I did. But, <laughs> but there were well, no you toilets tell me. around there. <laughs> yeah, but you're in the open. No, I was on the way home. Why do you just pee in the street? 
I did, but it was too light outside. So uh, there were people walking home from work. So I probably pulled it back in and peed in my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> full piss or just a dribble? Uh more than a dribble, less than a full. <laughs> oh That's still a lot. I love that, like, you went to the pub and got so pissed that you, like, went home and pissed yourself. I didn't even yourself. get so pissed. I had, like, five beers. But it's, like, like I, work. It's still work hours. Like, people are leaving. Yeah, it was about 6 p.m. <laughs> what did you say What did you say to your wife when you came home? I just told her the full thing. Right? <laughs> I, I, I always so make all these full. Amy, more than a piddle, less than a full. <laughs> She's like, you promised less than a full. Last time you said less than a full, yeah. it was a full. <laughs> yeah, Jamie has his own grass patch like Rupert. He has to go inside. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jamie. I don't well, know if no, you're that not it. Uh, he apologized. He said it was a goose. He was stripped uh, of the captaincy. So oh, he was a on. goose. Uh, so, 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 like, so he's just. The, he's very drunk, but he pulled his ticket and he pissed all over the bar yeah, and got kicked out. From bar, no. got kicked okay. out, and then like it got on the front foot. I guess probably pressured by the Waratahs and, like, said he was a goose. And there was a very convoluted... He wasn't a goose, he was a cow. Yeah, well, there was a very (laughs) convoluted Daily Mail headline where it's, like, a sheepish Nick Phipps dressed as a cow. Now he's a sheep. (laughs) Dressed as a cow and is also the buck. Feels like a goose. And you could tell they were very... They were probably jacking off to their own headline. That's the only reason you'd be a journalist is a silly headline. But, yeah, but then apparently... I guess... I'm not sure if this was his idea or not, but then, like, a couple of days later, he went back for lunch with his entire family to save face. Oh like, my God. Imagine like pissing on the front bar and then just being like, yeah, I'll have the fucking filled steak. <laughs> yeah, it's still a slippery oh, yeah. wet sign <laughs> at the bar. Like, like, what's going on here? Yeah, mushroom sauce, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're making jokes just like, and by the way, where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> you sure? I'm pretty sure it's there. I have uh, a pissing story. Oh, oh here please. we go. When I was at Splendor. Oh, okay. Um, the sugar? Yeah. <laughs> so I was at the factory getting a tour for my birthday. <laughs> I asked my dad for a 364 day. This is where they put it in the packet. Okay. <laughs> Best birthday ever. Uh, I now own 50% of Splendor. <laughs> um, yeah, um, in the grass. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was watching. It was me and Freddie. Oh, I know this story. And Alex Milinkovic and Oliver Twist. Name drops. (laughs) (laughs) And we were getting ready to watch Childish Gambino. Uh And we got this like. This is America. This is America. (laughs) And we got this great um, spot, like really close to the stage. Not in the mosh. But close to the mosh. <laughs> and uh, and I really had to pee, which I always do. <laughs> There's never been a point in my life where I haven't had to pee. And um, But like, it's sort of like people all came in, like we, I couldn't really move. And if I like left, I would have like left this great spot. And I was like, I'm going to I was like, should I? I don't know where to pee. And then Oliver Twist just gave me this like big like red cup. And he was like, just piss in the cup. Oh. And I like put the cup like in my... Pants. <laughs> and can I ask, is it like an open cup, like a Dixie yeah, cup yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yep. And because yep. I had these like um, uh, elastic band chinos, very mm-hmm. cool. And so I sort of like, I put the whole cup in my pants and I just started like, <laughs> oh my God, pissing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I could just, like, it was, I had to pee very bad. And like, I could, were you. That's were you trying to aim it in there or you just put it in there and just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, were, you like, were you holding and looking or did you have the cup and you're like, that's it, baby? I think I just knew the cup was in there. I must have been holding it as dangerous. well. <laughs> it's like you're wearing it like a you moon pop, cup. You, you pop the micro in and you just let it, you know, it's just <laughs> it happens say, pretty easily. Yeah, with a micro, at least you can't feel the pee come up on it. <laughs> it was just a Monopoly thimble, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like, so then I peed and then I, and everyone like, um, Oliver, Freddie, they all knew it was happening. They were, like, making fun of me. Were and they, like, helping you, though? Were they crowding around you, or were they just, like, what? I'll let him... Yeah, well, they didn't really need to crowd around. Anyway, so I took it out, and then I just, like, I didn't know what to do with the piss. Oh, and because I, I was I being... I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was being so loud. There were, like, these, like, 18-year-olds <laughs> behind us just looking at me like I'm the biggest grub ever. <laughs> and, like... Because they knew what was happening. Yeah. Was it obvious? Oh, and I'm, I like, need to pee. And you already feel like you're too old at Splendor, even if you're, like, 27. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, 18-year-olds be like, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, man. You got a colostomy bag. Effect. Yeah, like, can't hold on to his bladder. <laughs> this old geriatric in the front. And then I, I didn't know like what to do. It was like I don't know. I just had this big cup full of piss, and then I just slowly like poured it on the floor and <laughs> poured out for the homies. You know? Yeah, and I poured it on the but floor. But you didn't do it in one go. You 
tipped it gradually. Yeah, gradually pouring oh out God. piss on the floor. That's even worse. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like probably. the guy in Shawshank Redemption slowly getting the sand. Was Donald on at this point as well? Like this next song, it's off camp, and you're just like. Yeah, a little more. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to get it out before people started like jumping around. The pe- piss flying everywhere, <laughs> and then like Freddie was making fun of me so much. But it would have made mud, right? Like because it's on grass. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It probably made mud. <laughs> <laughs> and then Freddie was making fun of me, and then like I turned to him after like after a few minutes, and I was like, Freddie, I did it again because I still had to pee more, so I like I pissed in it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, Jeez. these like kids behind me were like, "You're a disgrace." Yeah, how did small you, is your bladder? Did you it's get terrible. um? Did you get any in your pants or went all? No, in the it was really you know when that you got a micro penis. It's really <laughs> it makes it very. I'd be if I did that, I would that would like make me. Th- I'm just gonna do this forever. Yeah, now. like that's. Yeah. Per- I'd only be worried about pissing in my pants. I wouldn't be worried about having yeah, a couple yeah. of piss. <laughs> I'm already assuming that's a problem. They do you say, know what I mean? I'm they, already. They say micro penis is all downsides, but I can think. Of <laughs> <laughs> it's a utility belt. <laughs> also, because again, another peeing thing. Because we're staying in tents, and I've I don't think I've ever made it through a night without having to pee in my entire life. Oh yeah. And so every night I'd sort of just. Because I didn't want to go all the way to like the cubicles, walk through the mud and stuff. Gross. Exactly. So I would just like open the tent in the middle of the night Pee and just cup. piss straight out of the tent. <laughs> straight out of the tent. So if anyone was like walking past late at night, they just see, see me micro half asleep with just a stream of piss flying out of a tent. Is it just your penis poking out of the tent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to walk in all the mud. Were you sh- outside my tent? There's a lot of mud for some reason. <laughs> Were you sharing a tent with someone? Yeah, taunted. Oh. <laughs> So he's like, wow, it's hard to get out of this tent. <laughs> it's so muddy like out there. I feel like I'm singing every time I leave. Did I tell you guys the story when d- my brother pissed Damn himself it, no, backstage? At, um, no. We were doing, it was like. Uh, is Jamie going to piss right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Just do it out the door. Get <laughs> 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 um, we were doing 5.30 show at Melbourne Comedy Festival And you've, you've been in that tiny little backstage You've probably been there too That little like backstage area Yeah And you, ha- you kind of have to hide And you're so close to the audience That um, all the lights get turned out At the start of the show And you, if you've got to pee You kind of have to You have to s- like sit to pee Because otherwise it's going to be too loud And um, Danny was about to go on And I was emceeing And we had like a backstage mic and Danny went in, sat down to pee, and it was in the dark, and he couldn't sort of figure out what was going on. But he was like, just completely pissed, completely unloads, gets up, and realizes that none of it went in the toilet. He pissed directly into his pants. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> they were around his ankles, and he just pissed into his pants. And I was at the mic, and whoever was on, I reckon had like thirty seconds left in their set. They were on their closer. I'm on the mic, ready to be like. You know, one more time for Riley Bell. Now give it up for Danny Bensley. Danny comes fucking stumbling out of the toilet. And he's like, give me your pants. And so I had to be like in a rush, pull oh, my pants backstage, off. backstage, right? Yeah, yeah, but all backstage. On, oh, my Lord. And so I've had to pull my pants off. He's had to take his off, put mine on as I was introducing him to stage. He was like hopping out of the door and like doing them up. And <laughs> he gets out on, all these pissy pants. He gets out on stage and you've pissed in yours as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, what's your excuse? Did you like when you, did you did you process that or you're like I'm just gonna whatever he says I'm gonna do and then find out? Yeah, because I was later. so I was like I knew he was going on and we had such a small amount of time. He but just came out. and was like we were dying, like laughing after. Like, as soon as he got on, we were like, what the fuck just happened? But he came out. I was like, I need your pants. And I you could just see the piss pants. on his pants. Yeah. Entire piss directly into the pants. That's did he great. reference it when he went on stage? I don't like, think so. No, I think he tried yeah, to play it just, cool. Just, I'm a pretty normal guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, didn't just pee in my pants. Swap pants with my brother. Anyone got a sibling? Yeah, I swapped pants with my brother. When I did one of my shows in Adelaide last year, I I was backstage and my tech, who was also my door person, she was like... In my audience. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, she Love was Adelaide. like, um, should I, you know, let the three-person crowd come in now? And I was like, yeah, 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 bring them in. 
And um, I guess she didn't hear me. And uh, so then I went backstage <laughs> and I thought she was like bringing people in. I thought she was out of the room. And I did like one of the biggest farts I've ever done <laughs> <laughs> in my entire life. And then like I didn't hear any crowd coming in for like five minutes. And I was like, what's going on? And then she like came backstage and she's like, what's going on back there? Did you shit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she didn't hear that I wanted her to bring in the crowd. She's like, I said bring them in. <laughs> she's just sitting there hearing me do a huge fart, <laughs> thinking I've just shit everywhere. Oh, oh man. Shout out to Adelaide. Adelaide mm. French. I uh, I've got a uh, a bit of a a bit of an old well not true crime but a crime story in Wallara. Oh no! Uh, about a guy. <laughs> tax fraud. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, this was in the sixties. There was a guy. Do you guys know Lenny McPherson? No. I know. Yes. He's he was in he was one like of a the stand-over man. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a stand up. Overman, uh, stand over man. Sorry, he's a stand up man, a stand up comedian. He had a podcast. <laughs> he, uh, so Lenny McPherson was one of the biggest gangsters in Australia at the time, and yeah, yeah. one of the underbellies, the King's Cross underbelly. He was a big part of it. I don't know who played him, but he was one of the big guys. But he had a, he did a he did a old murder, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he committed old the big M, um, in um, he being Warren. charged for one count of murder. <laughs> But um, yeah, so the, but this got guy, a red cup. I'm feeling kind of nervous. <laughs> but this uh, this Lenny McPherson, he was you know was a bad guy. So he like you know one time he got so angry at his wife because she was slow to cook his dinner. He abused her and then fired shots into the food still cooking on the stove. Which <laughs> that's dumb. I don't know if that's going to help at yeah. all. Um, Is that going to cook it faster? <laughs> yeah. He was a real bad guy. He but it, he like married uh, this other woman um, when he was in his 40s or whatever, and at the, at the reception of his wedding, right, at the reception of his own wedding, he found out that somebody, like, said, hey, I know uh, I know where that Robert Walker is who you've all been looking, after, uh, looking for, and Robert Walker had bashed his buddy, Stan Smith, right? So he was at the we- his own wedding and he left with Stan Smith and found this Robert Walker and shot him six times with a submachine gun. Fucking hell. Changed clothes again and then went back to his own wedding. Jeez. <laughs> this guy's a hardcore. And, uh, Where do you have his bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just pissed on the bar. That's what he did. But then, <laughs> just he, like a cow. Yeah, but then he, uh, he also like there was a story. He also stormed into his mother's home, uh, holding a rabbit, demanding to know why she didn't invite him to her seventieth birthday party. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she goes, "What's well, the rabbit?" I know. Yeah. And, well, and she goes, "Well, you know, I had his son with all the criminal stuff and all." <laughs> so he's getting fucking snubbed by his own mum. So then he killed the rabbit in front of her. Oh, I this know. guy's a real That's bad guy. Nice. So I mean, you know, <laughs> you just you just stew in private, mate. You don't get invited to a party. You know, you look at the <laughs> invites on Facebook, and you're, why did that guy get invited? <laughs> but um, so this is this is McPherson's. He's a he's a bad guy. And then, uh, but there was another guy, Jackie Steele, who was a safe cracker. Great name, which is cool. That's like old safe school hacking. Is a very cool job. Yeah, that's like yeah, it's like hacking, but just with like a analog like hacking. analog hacking. And uh, it was also a standover man and a murderer. But safe cracking is cool. So uh, <laughs> that's, my, that's what I'm introducing myself as, you know. So Robert Lawrence, Jackie Steele, and he's walking down a street in Wallara, and four men approached him, all dressed like cops in a car. And he leaned over and was like, hey, what's going on? Is and it they, Aston Martin cop car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, they really from, are. In the eastern suburbs. don't have fucking cops. And they have a really impressive BMW cop car. Are you they serious? Are. They're all wearing Gucci uniforms. It's like a, like a, like a coupe or whatever you call it. Oh, like, you get arrested on tax evasion. And they get it back in the paddy wagon. It's one of those stretch limos. They're <laughs> 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 out the fucking sunroof with champagne. Handcuffs are the leopard That's print ones. <laughs> So, so four men approach him in, as cops, and then they uh, shoot Jackie. So this is a street in what Queen Street, maybe that's right, close to Riley. Right, we probably see the chalk there outline of uh, Jackie. <laughs> they haven't Still cleaned there. that up. Yep, nineteen sixty six. So they shoot him. Uh, well, actually, he doesn't die. So they shoot him like there. So they shoot him uh, a bunch of times, including a five inch hole in his abdomen. So they shoot through his guts. Jeez, oh, unreal. That's a big penis size. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a couple of big old micros. <laughs> Five inch, can't imagine it. Head to tail. Um, so he, so Jackie Steele staggers 200 metres back to his ho- house and drags himself up three flights of stairs. Fucking hell. And it's like, and then he collapses and then somehow someone calls an ambulance and he gets he goes to the St. Vincent Hospital and 
The surgeons removed 40 shotgun pellets and bullet fragments from his body. But he survives for a month after this. Oh. He finally dies after a month. I don't know how you can survive that long and still die, but he gave interviews and stuff. And, so he's, uh, in hospital, he's in hospital and he's woken up. He's woken up. He's given interviews about the murder and eventually he dies. So he does, it is a murder. He eventually dies. But his account of it is that um, what happened was, why this McPherson was after him was uh, this magazine, a satirical magazine called Oz, uh, was uh, did, a, did a little article. I don't know how satirical or just like a humor magazine. Was it like The Onion or something? Some, or like Spy magazine? Mad. No, well, I think it was more like a, like, Real, but just like you know, like a little witty twist. Right, you know, it yeah. wasn't trying to be like uh, parody, but it was. They did it. The Oz Guide to the Sydney Underworld was published shortly before the shooting, and in it they did a top twenty list of the Sydney gangsters, and um, number one spot was left empty for some reason. Like, to, to, and then number two was McPherson, and it was a way to like because you know rub it into McPherson that he wasn't the number one, like just to annoy him because yeah. he loved himself, right? And not only that, they called McPherson a fence and a fizz. Ooh, <laughs> which a fizz, fizz. Wanna be doing. A fizz is a God. police informant. I didn't know that. But a oh, fizz. Okay. So he got so upset that he was a fizz. But what happened was Jackie Steele thought the fact that they didn't name him number one and called him a fizz hilarious. And he bought 20 copies of the magazine and ran around town giving it out to everyone, making fun of him about it. <laughs> like, oh, they called him a fizz, you know, <laughs> handed it out to all his buddies, <laughs> running around town. So this guy, uh, McPherson, was furious and he's like, one, we got to shoot that idiot. Yeah. So they shoot him. And two, he went to the magazine's like headquarters, the publisher, stormed in. And demanded to say, I'm not a fizz. And it's like, <laughs> retracted, I'm a fizz to these guys. What and yeah. The so it was no all sense of humor, Lenny. I know. So that was a big murder in Wahara. And he was in hospital for a month telling them all this is what happened. When and, did this yeah. happen? A couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, 1995. <laughs> no, 66. Uh, so, wow. Yeah, it was just the Wild Wild West back then. Well, speaking of big murders, in speaking Wahara. of fizzes, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a wire. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got one about a guy called David Alpas, uh, and it's about the family court. So David Alpas, uh, about 7 p.m. on the 23rd of June, 1980, this guy was having dinner with his family, and then he answers a call at his security gate. Lara. Uh, <laughs> Classic Eastern Suburbs. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to his security gate, he opens the gate, and then he gets shot in the abdomen by a single bullet. And he dies that night in St. Vincent's Hospital, and he was buried with Jewish rites in Rookwood Cemetery. Wow. Wow. Okay. What's uh, Jewish, Jewish rights? What does that mean? Ben? Uh, you have the right to be buried with a matzo ball. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. You're dead. So it sort of goes that saying. 13 years of my college education. <laughs> uh, so this guy, David, he was a barrister, right? And uh, he was a family man who enjoyed tennis among his Whoa, hobbies. So he could be coach. you, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically he was a, like a hotshot barrister. And after a successful period as being a barrister, he was appointed as a judge to the New South Wales family court. And so it was later found that like David was the second victim in a string of murders that were all related to the family court as part of a five-year crime spree. Mm. Wow, so basically, okay. there used to always be bombings of the family court and shit. Like it was crazy. Yeah, this is this is linked to that, right? So, the, so for a bit uh, a bit of context for why people hated the family court so much back then. Oh, because bloody men don't get any bloody rights with the kids. You know? Exactly right. So <laughs> it's become an MRA podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so judges weren't have never been the most popular of people. But like uh, in the early 80s, they were having a real go- rough go, especially the family court ones. The reason being is that five years earlier, New South Wales had introduced something called the no-fault divorce law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before the no-fault divorce law came into play, it meant that like if you wanted to get divorced, one party in the marriage had to clearly be at fault. Ad- adultery or... Adultery, yeah. like they're an alcoholic, they hit me. like. Microbit peas in a red cup. (laughs) All the all the hits. Which means like it it like not only did it mean that like people got trapped in like shitty, unhappy and abusive relationships, Mm. it also meant that there was a rise in like shifty actions because people couldn't find their way out of marriages. So what they'd do is like they'd hire 
people to lure their partner into a tryst and be like, they cheated on me. So, so it led like to the all money like, boiler. Yeah, that, it led uh, to all show. these like uh, fake things um, because they just couldn't be like, yeah, fucking my partner's piece of shit. Yeah. So no fault divorce gets introduced. Divorces rise meteorically. Uh, and uh, but who gets angry about this? Men. Men, men get really angry, especially like fathers groups. And they're like saying that no contest divorces are basically reducing access to seeing their kids. And like men are, why, why always men, you know? Not all men. It's, it's <laughs> great. Why, yeah, why, why do women always divorce men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but like, interestingly enough, in like the 80s and shittily enough, like the, the media supports this and it's like, oh, these hysterical women are going against these poor dads who just want to see their kids. And they're like essentially saying the media are like, maybe, maybe we should kill these judges, you know? Like they're, they're saying like, it's not unfair but, to criticize but also, the judges. Wasn't it because like the judges would say, it wasn't the divorce, the divorce, and then the, the kids, like the mum would have all the access, right? That was what they yeah. were upset about, right? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not just yeah. The allowing the divorce, but- the, yeah, 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 it's yeah. basically reducing access to kids yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So one of these uh, fathers who feels like he's being unjustly punished is a man named Len Warwick. Len has just uh, separated from his wife, Andrea Blanchard. Uh, and separated, I mean that Andrea was in so much fear of Len that one one day she just left the place with their new daughter and went back to their family home. So she took her baby daughter, Trudy, and went to live with her brother, Stephen. These are some great 80s names. Yeah, Trudy, yeah, yeah. Len. So, yeah. so shortly after this, so Andrea's moved out with daughter, Trudy, and is living with this guy, Stephen, her brother. Shortly after this, someone breaks into this home and shoots the brother point blank in the head. Jesus. Takes the body, weighs it down, chucks it in the river. Ooh. It's found six days later. And so Andrea tells the state coroner, she was like, I know who did it. It's my crazy ex, Len. The investigation goes nowhere. <laughs> well, that could be anybody. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know how many lens that you used to? Remember? So, and then, so like. Still my sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and so Stephen Blanchard was the first murder. So then it was that David Oppas guy. So this, this same month after this guy, Stephen, gets murdered, David Oppas, he rules in court that Len has less access to his daughter. He reduces the access. After this, Andrea recalls seeing Len outside of court and saying that David won't be around much longer. Oh my God. Five weeks later, shot in the abdomen. Uh, so Police scratching their heads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, essentially. So then this guy named Judge Richard G., he replaces Opas at the family court and he takes over Len and Andrea's case, right? He issues another order reducing the time spent with Len and his daughter. So eight months after this, a bomb explodes at Justice G's Belrose home. And basically, like, he, him and his wife, daughter and son, like, narrowly escape with minor injuries. The month after that, a bomb goes off at Parramatta Family Court where all Len Warwick's cases are being heard. And because Len Warwick is a bit of a dumb cunt, it, he put the bomb there on the weekend when no one's there. So no one gets injured or hurt. So at this point, you might think a clear suspect is emerging in this case. Old mate Len Warwick. Hey, innocent until proven. Until <laughs> yeah. so four bombs. So, <laughs> so, so Andrea Blanchard is telling people, she's like, and the police apparently think he is as well because the police say that Len Warwick is the chief suspect in all the attacks so far. They've even interviewed him about the multiple multiple attacks they interviewed him about the david opas shooting right and when questioned about uh the david opas shooting warwick denied he was in wallara that night but when they pressed further he wouldn't say where he was then when they searched his locker at the fire station where he worked they found news clippings of david opas's murder <laughs> oh man <laughs> and they're still like well we don't know about this one, you know? <laughs> and so the police claimed insufficient evidence, even though the guy's like, I've got no alibi and news clippings. And he can't think of any other thing. suburbs. Yeah. It's like, where were you? Oh, shit. Uh, well, uh, no, wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sees like a castle on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> so um, the insufficient insufficient evidence they can't like uh, account for his where and what year was these it was 80s did you say yeah where so this 80s? is this is now about like 1985 shit okay and uh so warwick has no compelling alibi apart from like 
Yeah, it wasn't there. Couldn't have done it. Wasn't there. So anyway, a new judge takes over. Yeah, sure, from, I threatened to kill the guy then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, I've got news clippings of the <laughs> yeah. murder covered in my own car. I just <laughs> love the news. <laughs> <laughs> but so a new judge takes over from Richard G because Richard G's kind of shaken at the bomb that went off at his house. Because yeah. Yeah. his wife why. was saying like, our life was never the same from that point because we didn't feel safe in our own home. Who'd have thought, you know? And so a new judge takes over and he's called Ray Watson. A few months later, a bomb is found on his doorstep which detonates and kills his wife. Oh, Oh my my Lord. So after this point, then Prime Minister Bob Hawke offers half a million dollars reward for any information about the killer. And this is after the fact that he's been interviewed. He's got no and his alibi. His ex-wife is like, his I've ex- been giving you. <laughs> I told you. His what? ex-wife. His ex-wife is also quoted as approaching, saying, "I know he did it." Yeah. Any, information. War- yeah. Yeah. Any information. Any information. Warwick's like, I got a bomb, Bob yeah. Hawk now. <laughs> and apparently, yeah. apparently, like at this point as well, like Warwick is known as like a like a bushman and a crack shot with a rifle oh, who good. has oh. like weapons. Great. So astonishingly, no one comes forward to claim this what, five hundred thousand dollars. He's gonna shoot him. Shoot like I have no idea. It seems like if I was Andrea Blanchard, I would have been like, yeah, he did. but I assume that she was they like They probably did come forward and the cops were just like, listen. Like, well, yeah, I assume Andrea Blanchard's like, Well, I've already told you and he's gonna kill me, and they're like, settle down, yeah. sweetheart. We'll Move wait for on, another couple. Darling, <laughs> yeah. All right, you're divorced. Get we over know, it. We know you know? want it back, you spinster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So there are more crimes as well. So like six months on and uh, this time uh, a bomb goes off <laughs> under the car of a Holden in Northmead and uh, it doesn't kill anyone and it uh, it hits like a random guy at first. And so they're not sure whether to link it, but what they find out subsequently was like the target of the bomb is Andrea Blanchard's actual lawyer in this case. And the only reason it wasn't his Holden was because he had moved two weeks earlier and Len had not clocked that yet. Wow. So, like, at this point, he's directly going after the solicitor. Nothing's happening. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Andrea's sister Judy's joined joined a Jehovah's Witness congregation in uh, Kazula and Len Warwick was living near the church. Uh, A couple of weeks later... Church members arrive in to find there's been a break-in. A week later, another break-in. And then uh, at a Sunday service, a bomb blows up and kills one person and injures dozens. Jesus Christ. I mean, this guy's a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. It is crazy to think like how often bombs were going off in the 80s. And like, if that happened now, it would be... Insane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just going off every other week. Yeah. When I think, was yeah, but I think you just buy fertilizer and yeah, like yeah. stick a wick in it, and like you know, it was I pretty think, easy. Yeah, to I think get these days, if you shit. buy that quantity of fertilizer, you end up on a bunch of watch lists, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so at this point, it's 1985. Len Warwick is a guy that Andrea Blanchard is so fearful of that she's fled home. Almost every family court judge that has been assigned to the case has either been murdered or attempted murdered. Her sister has been attempted murdered. Her brother has been murdered. And her solicitor has been attempted murdered. Len has been identified as the primary suspect by the police and the New South Wales state coroner. He has no alibi. Clippings of the murders in his lockers. And there's a half a million dollar reward on his head. Do you want to guess when he gets arrested? (laughs) (laughs) Nineteen. <laughs> You're very close. It's 2015. This oh guy finally gets murdered. Yeah. This guy gets murdered in 2015 because of insufficient evidence. Everybody seems to know it's him for 30 years. Yet still, in like the media, it's classified as one of Australia's greatest unsolved crime mysteries. <laughs> yes. in, in 2013, right? There's a reporter called Ross Coulthard. He releases stories on Seven News that essentially is like this guy did it. And his own daughter, like Len Warwick's own daughter, was like, Yeah, my dad is a piece of shit. It breaks it up. It breaks me up inside that, like, he killed people to see me more. Still doesn't get arrested at that point. There needs to be, it still takes a further two years for the police to finally arrest him after a three year investigation from a cold case unit. And do you want to know when he was found guilty by a judge? 
November 2020. Holy shit. Just got found guilty and just released in like the Sydney Morning Herald a couple of months ago that the only reason was because his his fucking solicitor bullied him. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's been living for the guy's been living (laughs) the guy's been living for 30 years knowing he got away with this, and so is everyone close to him. Oh my god. I mean, I've dragged my feet on a couple of projects at work, but not like 30 (laughs) years. These cops, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like the shittiest example of police work ever. Well, Ira's fine. It's too busy driving around in the Mercedes Benz. (laughs) Being like, we've got to investigate the theft of this gefilte fish. (laughs) Do you want to donate to Warwick's defence fund? (laughs) (laughs) Appeal that horrendous overreaction from the police. I mean, there's just no evidence. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Just to be the lawyer on TV. Hopefully a bomb doesn't end up on our doorstep, but... Oh, my God. Wait, is he, is he? No, no, he's been. He's oh, been. Oh, Drew, oh, Drew's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> if he was going to listen to that from the podcast, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. they'll never come to this address. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Well, we'll all right. Crime, butchers, uh, crime doesn't ghosts, piss. Uh, pissing. Piss. So we should wrap up with the last couple of questions, Jamie. Do you want to absolutely, take Ben? If someone comes to you and says, Ben, yeah, I want to have a full day out in Wallara. I need oh, something to do morning, shit. afternoon, and night. What's the itinerary you give them? All right, morning we're gonna go to a cafe. Oh, okay. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> is this some? This is just stuff I want to do. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like genuinely. Any old cafe, or you got one? Yeah, uh, let me place. think. Lock, stock, go? and barrels. Oh, that's in Bondi. Um, there's a good. Yeah, there's a good one in Bondi. <laughs> I say it like that for some reason. <laughs> there's a couple. Bondi Biatch. Um, <laughs> I I always just go wherever my friends go. I have no real opinions on uh, anything. But <laughs> yeah, the, we'll, we'll get we'll get a breakfast. Uh, is it summer or winter? It's let's say it's summer. Great. Uh, so we'll get a breakfast at a cafe, one of these cafes in Bondi, and then we'll go to the bloody uh, Bondi Beach, and uh, we'll have a dip. Okay. And then we'll go to my friend Zach's house, we'll play <laughs> table tennis. <laughs> and does he live in Wallara? He lives in the east. Okay, so we haven't been in Wallara yet for your itinerary. <laughs> oh yeah, so it has to be Wallara the whole time. No, it can be any east. No, but it's just interesting. It's, that it's just in the, you can't even pick one cafe. <laughs> yeah. We're going to a cafe. Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should go to Wallara at some. Well, we'll go to Wallara from for the Lord Dudley. Yeah, okay. love that. That'll be at night. Arvo pint. We'll have. Um, a vodka soda there. <laughs> a bit of salmon. They do a good Atlantic salmon. And then we'll go to the Wallara Hotel and piss all over. <laughs> 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 oh, and then there I, isn't much to do in Wallara. I guess our last question is kind of moot. Uh, but we'll ask it anyway. Ben, Yeah, you've achieved everything you wanted to in your comedy career. Do you have a micropenis? Everly <laughs> 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 is getting... Seven to eight people a week. Okay, that's yes. huge. Your <laughs> Adelaide fringe run is getting double-digit numbers. Wow. And my farts are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but You've got the biggest budget for props that you could ever hope <laughs> for. When all is said and done, do you settle down in Wallara and live out the rest of your life there, knowing that you live about a metre away from there <laughs> right now? To not like <laughs> and we'll probably never leave. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Don't, I haven't moved very far in my whole life. <laughs> I moved from Wallara to um, Edgecliff, which is right next to Wallara. Maybe <laughs> a more interesting question is: Would you ever move away from the eastern suburbs? I would actually, if I didn't coach tennis um, five meters away from where I live. Famously, I, can't do that anywhere except the eastern you suburbs. Can't. You can't. Like, I don't like changes. Would you come? Hard. Would you live here in scary St. Peter's? No way. No, I wouldn't come this far. <laughs> this is yeah, maybe I'd make it to Surrey Hills. <laughs> Got a rush cutters band. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'll approach the inner west. I'll dip uh, my toe in. Yeah, I live in the inner west. We're double bay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would move at some point. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not right. wedded to Wallara. Okay. No. Well, the people aren't very nice. Yeah. And yeah. that's what keeps. Does it there. skew older in Wallara as well? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like. Because the young people in Wallara don't really seem like you either. Like no. they seem mostly like rich. Yeah, I was going to say cunts, but... They are. It's like 
the neighbors in my apartment building, it's like they'll say hello to you once every four times you look at them. Oh, like okay. they'll say hello, and then the three out of four times they'll just sort of look at the ground and they'll look at you. each other and go, "All right, he's persistent." Yeah. <laughs> You're dreading at us. that fourth time as yeah. well. <laughs> They just get on their Mercedes bicycle, you know? (laughs) 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 All right, Benny, what do we got to plug for you? What do you got happening? I'm sorry I didn't have uh, one story. (laughs) (laughs) You said half a story. Two stories about peeing. (laughs) (laughs) It's even better. Well, I first started peeing when I was in Wallara. If you I ever left the, Willara, the thing about please? the steep street that was very yeah, steep. That was great. I, I, uh, I once that. got, uh, I smoked marijuana on that street. Oh, oh. No, do we have? Time? It would have been cut this. very steep at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it flattened it, out. The, it did. What? I'm serious. Okay. Okay. Like Inception, but the reverse. Yeah, and it, you know? it was. When like did one you of smoke those, the marijuana? Like, what do you mean? Like, what, how old were you? Oh, maybe 19, 20. And I never really liked marijuana. And I got so high and I was just freaking out. And I just couldn't believe my car wasn't falling down the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but I've thought that stone cold sober. You know, like in a really steep street. Like, what's holding that yeah. car there? You know? and, then, and then we were walking down the street and one of my friends was like, it's going flat. <laughs> and then I was like, it is going flat. <laughs> Such a fucking inner west and, trip. And then, um, and then we had to, because we drove my car up the street and then I went to go and get in my car to drive back down and I couldn't work out how to drive a car. <laughs> oh, you were really high when you drove it? Oh. Well, I didn't drive it. That's I a got, crime. I got yeah. my friend to drive it. Drug driving. Very illegal. Were you at a party or were you just in the street? We were just in the street. A couple of cool guys. <laughs> was Smoking herb. Just like three kids who had no idea what they were doing? Or Pretty one much. of them, one of your friends was a pothead? Oh, one of them was. How were yeah. you smoking it? Inhaling it <laughs> into my lungs. <laughs> And this is to prove to you how lame my, me and my friends are. We had a thing we used to do when we were in our early 20s is we'd get in, we'd all get into someone's car and we'd do this thing called laning <laughs> where we would just find really narrow lanes around like eastern <laughs> suburbs and we'd drive down the narrow lanes. Sick. And oh. we'd be like, what? <laughs> 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 So that's sort of the shenanigans I got up to in my early 20s. Ah, we need to do a part two, right? Now. Yeah. Ben just gets Grand Theft Auto and just drives around the whole time. I did do that. Perfect speed limit, but in the smallest lanes imaginable. He just buys a car on Grand Theft Auto. Just tries to kick someone out, but it's just like, how much do you want for the car? Uh, that's genuinely what I did. Yeah. I never did any missions. That's so funny. Oh, my God. What do you have All to right. plug, Benny? Yeah. Um, Show, are you doing any fringy? You doing anything every Sunday, maybe? Oh yeah, Everly come on down comedy. to Everly Comedy. You know, it, we've got a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> have you told them about the podcast? I was I there when it. you came yeah, up yeah. with it. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Is. No. What is it? It's um, whenever a show gets cancelled at Everly, which seems to be a regular occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting a weekly podcast every week. <laughs> we're going to do a podcast and force the people who we booked on the show to be on the podcast. That's very funny. <laughs> So you're just going to record. So instead of just doing a show to no one, you're going to do that. A podcast but also to no one. Maybe people will come in be like, what's the vibe here? And we'll be like, get out. It's a podcast now. <laughs> the optimism is yeah. just so adorable. Do you have any big shows coming up? No. Why would I have big shows coming up? I don't know. You just did we did the Jewish Comedy, comedy Showcase. That's did, the biggest yeah. show I've ever done. I just got a remittance advice that I've been paid by Check My Account. I have not been paid. Oh, okay. Lots of production. Uh, <laughs> not coming through. through. Uh, so Maybe what are you on? They put it straight in the pokies. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Instagram? What's your following? Oh, yeah. And all that stuff? What's At your... Ben Caution. I'd love you to get on, get on there. Get, follow Benny. So and, funny. And Everly Same comedy. on Twitter. Every Same comedy. on Twitter. Great tweets. Bebo. I don't know what else is happening. Bing, Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ben's, right. Ben's social media app, platform. Man. <laughs> no one else is allowed to join. Ben, um, such a pleasure. Such Thank a pleasure. you for having me. Joining Finally. Us. Oh God. It's been a while. It took, took, took 40 a while. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we wanted, con- we wanted uh, Conchetta, but <laughs> yeah. you should get Conchetta. We, we will. will. Yeah, we've seen yeah. that. Uh, as always, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe on there. Listen to the podcast. Share with your friends. Message us. We love all the email. fan messages we call get. Call us nerds and geeks. Yeah. Every uh, fan message we get, us? we always go in our group chat being like, do you know this person? And then when we don't, we're all like, <laughs> 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 So do that more. Uh, guys, thank you. Another great episode. Thank you, Woo! Benny. We'll see you Thanks. next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.